he does deliver his people. But it's not because Samson is so great. In fact, it's like, wow, God's still sticking it out with Samson. Right. Still sticking it out with God's people. Mm-hmm. I mean, what on earth would he be doing this for? It's supposed to wrench your heart. This is not right. We have that heart cry in us. We'll look at these kinds of things, the injustices of the world, and say, this is not right. God, make it right. Everyone else could be faithless. He's faithful. Welcome to Faith Refresh, where we take another look at the Bible passages, beliefs, and other church stuff you've probably heard a million times and find something fresh. Hello, welcome back to Faith Refresh with Anson and Justin. Did you have a good 4th of July? Yeah, it was good. Uh, Still got all your fingers? Yeah, it worked out well. I did not, you know, hold on to any M80s. Are you you a fireworks guy? I I am, but my wife is not as much as a fan, so I don't get to blow up as much as I might like. Fair. Uh, left to my own devices, which might actually be wise yeah. in a number of ways. <laughs> That's fair, too. We're back to tackle another Old Testament story mm-hmm. on the show this week. We've talked about Isaac and Abraham. Mm-hmm. We've talked a little bit about David. Mm-hmm. And we're going to another, I guess you could say, like Sunday school classic story, the story of Samson yes. from the book of Judges. I'm excited about this conversation yeah, because if I can be honest, Samson's story has always been a little bit wild to me. <laughs> it is wild. Once you, you start to read it, you go like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> there is a lot in here. I don't remember literally the first time that I read the story mm-hmm. of Samson, but I can remember at some point in my childhood reading Samson's story straight out of scripture, right? as opposed to getting the like Sunday school lesson mm-hmm. version of the story and realizing that the Sunday school lesson version of the story left out a few details. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take much. <laughs> and understandably so, because I don't know what movie rating you would give Samson yeah. if it was going to be adapted into a screenplay. But at least PG-13. Yeah. And maybe closing in on R. Oh, absolutely. Maybe beyond. Yeah, totally. So it's understandable why we maybe uh, skip over a few of the details yeah. in the like first grader version of the story. You see the Sunday school or like children's Bible version of this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, Samson was a big, strong man. Right, yeah. And he Because had, of God. Oh, well, I was going to say because of his hair, but oh, yeah, yeah, that's maybe true. because yeah, of God. I get it. <laughs> God empowered his hair, perhaps, yeah. and he has big muscles, and he's helping to lead Israel. Maybe kind of that's confusing, too. Mm-hmm. The whole judges thing yeah. is tricky. And then something kind of goes wrong. Yes. Uh, but he ends up maybe learning his lesson, may- maybe, yeah. and then knocks over a building the end. Like, yeah, the end. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like As what? I think about it, it's even hard to sum up the story, yeah. not including the CD details. Totally. So I'm, I'm not even sure really how you do it, but it's a complex story and a complex book. Yes. Because yep. Judges is a very wild book in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we just don't quite know what to do with it. I was telling you just before we started recording that to me, like Samson has always seemed confusing because he's kind of this like morally ambiguous character. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we have an easier time understanding a story or a person when we can kind of just put them in a category mm-hmm. or into a box and make a binary decision about them. Yeah. So like David is a man after God's own heart. He's mm-hmm. a good guy. So we'll put him in the good guy box. Exactly. Yep. As we talked about a few weeks ago, even his story is a yeah, little more complicated more to it. Yeah. than that. 
Or then how about Jezebel? Like right, yeah. we literally like use her name to describe bad people mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. so we can put her in the bad box. Yeah. And then you come to Samson mm-hmm. and it's like, well, he was, he was set apart. He took these very spiritual sounding vows. Mm-hmm. He was given power and some responsibility mm-hmm. and then maybe he messed it up. Is he a hero of the Bible or an anti-hero of the Bible (laughs) or somewhere in between? Yeah, I think that's part of the beauty of the book of Judges and Samson's story. To get into it and understand it on its own terms is wildly different than a lot of our initial maybe exposure to it or readings of it. Yeah. Samson is strong because of God. He got his hair cut, and that's not good because he fell into temptation. He got duped, but then it came back around and God won the victory. Right. But the book of Judges overall is tragic. Mm. The genre of it is tragedy. So when you look at the book of Judges, we are right to read it at face value to say, it seems like things are going from bad to worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, what's missing here? Like, this this is spiraling. And Samson is part of that downward spiral. Sometimes I think we have this moral fairy tale framework where we're looking for the heroes, the people we're supposed to be like. Yeah. We're looking for the happy ending. Yes. And you will not get that here. Like, if you try to force it, maybe you could find a way. But even as you were going through it... I was having a hard time yeah, doing you, it. Like, you were I'm stumbling like, over. I'm like, well, he, he like yeah. loses his eyes and then like kills a whole bunch of people by knocking over yeah. a building. And yeah. that was good? Question mark? <laughs> you, like, no, <laughs> and that's like, we're on the right track. And it's like, this does not seem good. It's like, yeah, mm. it does not seem good. That's such an interesting point because I, I think you're right. I, I think we struggle with the idea of tragic story a little bit. Like yeah, in, in, general, in other cultures or in other times, mm. tragedies were a very understood genre of storytelling. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like they're pretty rare in our culture. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that you go watch a movie and the bad guy wins yeah. or you don't get that happy ending. My daughter, Arwen, who is uh, eight years old, she struggles with movies because she gets kind of anxious about, mm. you know, that point two thirds of the way into most movies where the hero is struggling. Yeah, things are looking so good yeah. right before the happy ending. Yeah. Right. And we tell her like, hey, we're watching a Disney movie. It's going to end <laughs> okay. Coaching her through it. Yeah. yeah. Like you can trust these movies don't end. Mm-hmm with the good guy in failure. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we reinforce like stories end with a happy ending. Yeah. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we bring that framework to a book like judges, we're trying to like conjure up some mm-hmm. good feelings somewhere. But what you're saying is like, no, if, if you're having a hard time doing that, if you're going like, man, this just seems like a big giant mess, mess totally. then you're getting it. Yes. Is what you're that's saying. It. That's, that's exactly the what the, the story is trying to yeah. tell us. And if we take the long view of scripture, like Genesis to revelation, mm-hmm. God is going to make everything right. Right. But we're in Judges. (laughs) And Judges is one of the deep valleys of Mm. the Bible where it looks like if there is a hope, it's really faint and it's getting fainter by the second. And we don't know if this people of God, they're going to pan out or not. And if God's going to stick with them. What other context do we need to know from the book of Judges to help us understand the specific Mm. story Mm -hmm. of Samson a a little bit better? Good question, yeah. A lot of it's about leadership. So you look at judges and the word judge, we think of maybe a courtroom, Mm -hmm. but the word judge biblically is more like savior, deliverer. Mm. It's more like a general or a warrior that comes on behalf of God's people. So it's a little bit different than we would probably use that term. You're talking about leaders that rise up in these times of crisis. It's kind of like a king 
mm-hmm. but maybe with a little less overall sovereignty. Yeah, I think if we were to use like kind of tribal language, it would be like a war chief mm. over a territory. So you have these different territories and tribes of Israel, and they would kind of fall into sin and breaking their faith with God. There would be consequences of that. The neighboring nations would come in and oppress them, and then out of that, the people would cry out and a deliverer would rise up. So this is the leadership thing. But you have this time span between Moses and Joshua on one hand, all the way to King David on the other hand. Yeah. And Judges sits in between that. And you're like, man, there's a real mess in between. And it begs the question, like, what is a spiritual leader? Who are we looking for? What is God going to do with the people if they walk away this many times? Is he, is he going to get fed up and leave them? Yeah. All those questions and and Judges just goes from bad to worse, bad to worse, and makes those questions more and more tense yeah. as you go through. It really is this valley between mm-hmm. these mountaintop experiences of, of Moses and David. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, it might be good to know that there's no author that's really clearly stated. Mm. The traditional understanding is that Samuel... I wrote the book, who is the one that anointed David right. king. It would make sense. Okay, he's putting together this history and these stories and saying, we need to come back and be unified, become one kingdom under a king. And this king needs to look differently than these <laughs> judges and where we've been. So not only are you going to get kind of a mixed bag of spiritual leadership and judges, but you're going to get like Samson, who's like, it's hard to find a redeeming quality about him. It's really a bad, bad look. So we come to Samson specifically. Yeah. One of the first things that we learn in the account of Samson is about these Nazarite vows Mm -hmm. that Samson is bound to from the very beginning of his life. I think for a lot of people, they might come to this story and kind of go, where did this come from? Like I don't have a lot of context for like why he's making these vows, where they came from, why they're important. But it seems like understanding the context for those is pretty important to understanding who Samson is and what he was all about. Because without them, if you, if you kind of just set it aside or you even put maybe too much emphasis on some of the ramifications of those vows, like mm-hmm. the fact that he had long hair, for example, right, yeah. it's very easy to think, at least for me, of Samson as like this fictional superhero yes, type guy, yeah. right? Like we're super into the superhero movies right yeah. now. We've got like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Samson almost feels like he would be right at home next to like yeah, Iron absolutely. Man, right? Yeah. He's like this flawed leader who has long hair And that's where his power comes from. And then he's basically like the Incredible Hulk as long as his hair is long. But then if it gets cut short, he's going to lose it all. Mm -hmm. This is something that is sometimes, I think, hard for us as believers to say out loud in in our churches. It kind of sounds hard to believe. Oh, yeah. If we're just honest about it, I think. Like you read it and you go like, yeah, this sounds like a Marvel story. Mm -hmm. This doesn't sound like a real person that actually lived. So what does Samson's context, the context of judges, like you were just talking about these vows and stuff, how does all of that shape our understanding of who Samson, the person Mm -hmm. actually was, as opposed to like Samson, the, the comic book figure (laughs) that we might have in our minds? Well, it's so, it's understandable that we bring our categories with us whenever we read anything, including the Bible it would be difficult not to bring some kind of, you know, this idea of legend, this, you know, idea of comics, heroes and villains and all that. 
like Samson's hair is his kryptonite. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> it fits perfectly. Yeah, exactly. But Judges is tragedy, going bad to worse. You know, you're looking for what's not right, mm-hmm. which is a very different perspective. Already we, yeah. hard, yeah. His parents were barren. An angel intervenes, God intervenes, and gives them a child, Samson, for a particular purpose. He has a calling, and one of the things that they vow is that he'll be a a Nazarite for his whole life. They didn't have to vow that, but they did. The gift was already being given, but they kind of added to that a vow. And there's another example earlier in Judges where that kind of upping the ante and vow is not seen as a positive thing. Mm. It's actually destructive. God didn't ask for that. Interesting. Uh, Nazarite vows, you can find them in number six. I think it's kind of a fascinating thing where anyone in Israel could be consecrated almost like a priest, because mm. only the Levites could be priests, according to the law of Moses. But you could take on this Nazarite vow, and that you couldn't have any kind of alcohol. You couldn't cut your hair. All these are symbols mm-hmm. of being set apart. And you could not be like connected to or engage with death, any dead body or carcass or anything like that would make you unclean, you'd have to go ahead and end your vow, shave your head, and go from there. So you can already see, potentially, this doesn't quite line up with Samson's story. Yeah. And by the way, there's no promise of superhuman strength. (laughs) Right. So it's not like you take these vows and you're inaugurated into the superhero club. No. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Samson was just strong. Like, if it's almost like the 1% club as far as strength. Yeah. We know of these people even today that's just like, whoa. Yeah. That is... It's a big, strong dude. Oh, yeah. And I think Samson was like that. And yes, God did set him apart and call him for a purpose of judging, of delivering. At this time, the Philistines were the ones that were oppressing Israel. And here comes Samson, and he's got this set-apart, consecrated vow... What is he going to be like, is the question. Like, what kind of leader is this? Yeah. So he's got these vows. He's maybe a a strong guy, a warrior type, Mm -hmm. which obviously is going to be pretty important to the context and culture like in which he's living, because you have the Israelites who are being potentially oppressed by foreign countries like on all sides, mm-hmm. or certainly their future is not secure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think you can say it makes sense, even from just a very like secular point of view, that this guy might rise to prominence right. yeah. in his community. Mm-hmm. He does. And then, like I said, I think the temptation is like, okay, he's like set apart. He's like consecrated in this mm-hmm. special way. And he's very strong and he's a leader. And it, again, we're looking for the good. We want to, <laughs> yeah. we want to like be like, okay, so this is our guy. This, this is, is our, a good guy. This right. is our hero. Yeah. Right. And maybe Israel's kind of looking at him the same way. Mm-hmm. And then we start to learn a little bit more about him. But it seems like if you really read what the story is saying about him, it's pretty clear pretty quickly that it's not it's not all roses. Oh, no. <laughs> Very few roses. Right out of the gate, you have him having a drinking feast uh, around his marriage to a Philistine. Yeah. We should say, not like, <laughs> oh, this guy's a hero. What is right with this picture? It's just like, oh, no, this is <laughs> this wrong This all already. went wrong really fast. And yeah. so he's already broken one of his vows. Mm which is the alcohol thing, right? And then he marries uh, a Philistine woman. 
that's not good, especially in terms of the law of Moses. Very clear. Yeah. Then he comes across like a, a lion, rips it apart, comes back later. There's some bees that made a hive and honey. He gets some of that. So we're dealing with death, aren't we? <laughs> right. So he's, he's yeah. taking off those vowels pretty quick. Well, one but... after another. Yeah. <laughs> and then like later on, he gets this jawbone, right? Which is... That would be part of a carcass, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and he beats down and kills a thousand men, a whole bunch of Philistines. And we're going like, oh, there it is. Hero, yeah, hero he's a part, hero. Right? Yeah. And it's like, no, this is <laughs> out of step with this whole thing. You know, It's uh, all this, wrong. It's yeah. all wrong. And so, of course, when we go to it, we scratch our heads. That's what the author of Judges is wanting us. This is not right. Um, Which is such an important distinction. And I, I just don't think we can emphasize it enough because... I think the temptation is you go read a story like that and you just go, this is in the Bible. This is a character in the Bible. So therefore the Bible must be like implicitly endorsing this guy's behavior or what he's doing. And that's just not it at all. Like the Bible is chock full of people (laughs) (laughs) who do some really terrible things that it's clearly not like nowhere in this story. Does it say, you know, and, and God said, great job, Samson. No, like the, that's not, that's once. not in there yeah. at all. We want to take that seriously. There's one, one of the lines and it's again, tragedy and judges. Everyone was doing what was right in their mm-hmm. own eyes. Yeah. And then it'll say uh, pretty close by, and there was no King in Israel. It's basically like we are leaderless. We're lost. We've rejected the rule of God and see where this has gotten. Even our leaders yeah. have rejected even, the rule. Even the guy like Samson, Samson right. shows up and he's as lost as everybody yeah. else. Maybe or, more. Maybe more. <laughs> yeah. And that's where judges and I think a lot of the historical books in scripture, we need to realize that there's a prophetic nature to them. It's not just giving the facts of what's going on. It is giving a theological meaning or interpretation. So it's very prophetic, which is to say, Samson embodies Israel mm. as a leader. Mm-hmm. He's breaking all these vows. So back with Joshua, the end of Joshua, we had the land, God's freed us, he's given us the land, mm-hmm. will you obey the voice of God? And they're like, yes, we will. And then Judges is like... <laughs> Plot twist. Uh, yeah, apparently <laughs> not. Uh, pro- what is it, the, the meme, the narrator voice? Right, right. Like, <laughs> Apparently not. What's going on with Samson? He's breaking his vows one after the next. So the haircutting thing is the last straw. Uh, so it's not a superhero thing. He was supposed to be consecrated, set apart for this calling to honor God and to save his people. And he's just a toxic mess. <laughs> he's broken all of his all of his promises vows, all of his by promises. this point. He's he's adulterous. Yes. You could go right down the mm-hmm. list and he, he kind of like checks all those boxes yeah. in a bad way. And he's with a prostitute named Delilah. The Philistines are trying to use Delilah to get to him. She keeps on saying, What's the secret to your strength? What's the secret to and he just gives in a little and he's sly, he's cunning. And so He's not forthcoming, so he's kind of a trickster and gives riddles instead of just speaking truth like a spiritual leader is supposed to do. <laughs> right, you know? right. But he gives in a little bit more, a little bit more, and, and finally says, if you cut my hair, that, that's the end of my strength. This spiritual leader, quote unquote, has broken all of these commandments and vows. Yes, he's risen up in strength and God's used him to give victory in, in a certain sense. But he is so compulsive, and he just slides right into temptation. He doesn't have a backbone when it comes to temptation whatsoever, Mm. falls into it, and guess what? This is the last straw. And isn't that true? I mean, don't consequences come 
mm-hmm. at some point, mm-hmm. period. So it also begs the question for Israel, though. Israel's in the state. Is it the last straw? Ah, uh, yeah. Are the curtains closing on this thing? That's what tragedy does is it kind of ramps up this tension and grows it and grows it. And you wonder, like almost like crying out, is God done with Israel? Is God finished with this? Because they're too far gone. Look at Samson. Yeah, yeah. You know? At that point in the story, I think we as the modern Western reader make one last valiant attempt to redeem this guy (laughs) and this story. Like it's our job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. After Samson's hair is cut, he loses his strength. He's captured by the Philistines. He has his eyes gouged out. Terrible. Lowest of the low. He's basically made a slave. Mm Mm-hmm. The story doesn't end there. Samson later on basically like brings down this entire building mm-hmm. onto a bunch of Philistines, kills a bunch of guys, kills himself too, but you know, yes. kind of a, a heroic last hurrah, if you will. Yeah. Slightest bit Sacrificial of Sacrificial in some, yeah, some yeah, way. Yeah, like that, that's, I think, how we often try to kind of twist the story. Mm-hmm. So you're telling us this is a tragic story yes. in a tragic book. Mm-hmm. If we're seeing what's going wrong, then we're following the intent of the genre. Mm-hmm. What are we missing in the ending part of this story then when we try to redeem it and go, oh, see, like at the very end of his life, Samson realized that he was in the wrong and at least he killed a bunch of Philistines on the way out the door. That's what God wants us to do, right? Right. It sounds kind of ridiculous coming out Mm -hmm. of my mouth. Yeah. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if you just slow down and, and read instead of like maybe a Sunday school, like, wanting to make it a happy ending twist yeah. at the end. Find the moral, find the... Is, okay, you have this setting where Samson, this this great judge of Israel, defeated the Philistines on more than one occasion, is a slave, and now he's being paraded around in this party. Basically, look at the God of Israel. Yeah. Here's his great mighty warrior. Right. And they're in context of their own gods and shrines and stuff like that. Basically, our God... It's Defeated big, yours. Yeah, yeah, it's bigger than your and God. And here's the proof. Yeah, and look at This Samson. is the best your God has yeah. to offer, and he's defeated. Yeah. We might be tempted to read into the story that Samson cries out to God, which is like one of two times, I think, that he talks to God in the story. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and both of them are selfish. We could talk about it. But, <laughs> uh, but this example is not, God, you're the true God. You be honored. These are false idols. You save your people, deliver your people. No. What he says is, God, return my strength one last time for the sake of my eyes. Hmm. And throughout the story, he is like, he's vengeful. He's about revenge. He's about giving it back worse than what he got. Right. And so Picking here, up a jawbone and I'm glad bopping he, a thousand I'm glad, guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he's talking to, to God and right. crying out to him. That's better than nothing. But ultimately, it's about him mm. and him getting some payback. Now, God still uses that because he does crumple the shrines. They're not gods. Yeah. They're pieces of stone. He's the only true God, and he does deliver his people. But it's not because Samson is so great. Yeah. In fact, it's like, wow, God's still sticking it out with Samson. Right. Still sticking it out Mm -hmm. with God's people. Mm -hmm. I mean, what on earth would he be doing this for? And it's because he's faithful. All Everyone else could be faithless. He's faithful. But, I mean... Judges actually gets worse than the, I mean, <laughs> the last part of Judges is just horrific. But again, it's supposed to, to kind of like wrench your heart. This is not right. God said it right somehow, some way. And I think we, we have that heart cry in us if we'll let it. 
will kind of look at these kinds of things, even the injustices of the world, and say, this is not right, God, make it right. And Judges is meant to invoke that kind of feeling as it goes into, God is going to raise up a king. He's mm-hmm. going to be a righteous king that also falls short. And then the <laughs> yeah. kings after fall short. Yeah. And so we're still crying out, who is this one that will deliver us? You know, And that's very intentional on God's part through his story in the Bible. Yeah. One of the um, things that comes to mind for me is, you know, we've talked about Abraham and Isaac. We've talked about David. And one of the themes, especially as we've talked about some of these Old Testament stories, mm-hmm. is who is the main character right, in the right. story, right? And I think we're very tempted to look at these heroes of the Old Testament like Abraham and Isaac and David and mm-hmm. now Samson mm-hmm. and think of them as the hero, the mm-hmm. the main protagonist of the story. And how does it change our understanding of the narrative scripture is trying to tell mm-hmm. when we look at God as the protagonist and the main character in the story? Right. I think that really applies to this story of Samson as well, because when we try to look at Samson as the protagonist and we try to pull out some semblance of a hero right. from this really tragic tale, mm-hmm. it, it's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But when the main character here is God, the main attribute then that sticks out to me about him is his faithfulness, his willing to endure with Israel, Mm -hmm. despite all of the nonsense from the judges Mm -hmm. and from the people and from guys like Samson. That simple reframing of the characters involved in the story and thinking of the whole Old Testament really as this overarching narrative about God's rescue plan Mm -hmm. for his people Mm -hmm. has a profound impact on the way that I think we would then approach each of these individual stories. Mm -hmm. The hero here is God for continuing to be faithful to such a broken, messed up Mm -hmm. dude and broken, messed up people. Yeah. There's some interesting story arcs we could look at with this story, like in Genesis 3, after the fall of humanity, there's this promise that an offspring would come, one would come that would crush the head of the serpent, Mm -hmm. and the serpent would bruise his heel. From that point of the story, you're looking for this one. You kind of look at Moses and Joshua. The head of the serpent was evil crushed. It's like, no, well, judges, definitely not. Yeah. You know? I mean, Moses, at least for a bit there, you kind of go, oh, like, totally. maybe this is the guy. I yeah. mean, he's he's up there on the mountain talking mm-hmm. to but God. He falls. His, his face is shiny like, yeah. <laughs> the whole bit, and but then he doesn't even get into yeah. the promised land. No. And so, yeah, you, you kind of start marching down the order there. Mm-hmm. And to your point, as you get into judges, they're not getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> they're further and further and further away. And you just, you're going like, wow, this is looking more Mm -hmm. and more and more hopeless. And Samson feels like kind of almost the culmination of that. Oh yeah. Like like this guy that seemed like he had all this promise as this guy who's set apart and blessed and gifted Mm -hmm. and just makes such a mess of all of it. And it's interesting, Joshua, you have on one end of Judges, a kind of Aramaic rendering of that is Yeshua, mm-hmm. which is where Jesus comes. So you have like Joshua to Yeshua mm. in terms of the judge, the yeah. deliverer, the one we're actually looking for. Mm. And then also from David, which, uh, you know, there was no king in Israel, like Judges is really saying this is what's needed. And you have King David, the first mention of Messiah, the anointed one, all the way to Jesus, the Messiah. All these stories and these falling shorts of these spiritual uh, leaders leads us to long for, come Lord Jesus. Not only his first coming, but now where we're at, look at the state of leadership around us. Is this your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it Mm. is in heaven? No, it's Mm. like, come Lord Jesus, you do it. You're the Messiah. You're the anointed one. You're the prophet. You're the king. You're the priest. You're the judge. You're the only one that can right this ship. And so please do it in my life and in all of human history. 
Thanks for listening to Faith Refresh. You can find more Real FM pods and tons of other cool stuff on the Real FM app and at real.fm. Faith Refresh is hosted by Justin Rusinowski and I'm Anson Beyer. If you enjoyed the show, please consider writing a review on your platform of choice. It will help others to discover the podcast and listen for themselves. Faith Refresh is a part of the Real FM Podcast Network, a ministry of John Brown University.